0: It's Litopia Daily, the web's first daily bulletin about writing and publishing.
1: And now, here's Peter Cox.
0: What's that? There's something else on the ground. It's, it's a piece of paper, it seems to be. Let me see. It seems to be a, a, a contract. It's a contract with, with a publisher the numbers on it. Percentages. Good grief. There seems to be some kind of magic going on here. The percentages are getting bigger all the time, just by themselves. Ah, someone's coming. Duck! Oh, they've seen me!
1: Hello, Peter Cox. What? Hello, Peter Cox. They know my name. We have recommendations for you. What do you mean? What do you, I don't understand. Not Peter Cox. Yes,
0: I am Peter Cox, but we I, I...
1: have recommendations. Password, 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 password. This is beginning to feel
0: very bad. Password, password. No, I haven't got a password. But... Your
1: password click. Here.
0: Le- leave go of me. Don't don't touch me. You can don't want to search inside. I don't to want. I don't, right, don't want to go inside. Can you inside. No,
1: no, leave me alone. about buying a trim I, trim. I don't. Uh, I,
0: oh. Oh, it's a lovely sunny day in London town, and. Oh, my word, I was having the most awful dream just then. But what's this in front of me? The uh, hmm, the New York Times. And they're talking about... Good grief, they're talking about Amazon. And I was just having the most awful dream about Amazon, as you'll know if you're listening to... Litopia Daily 004 for the 13th of June. And what do you know, it looks like my dream wasn't so unreal after all. New York Times reports that Damien Peachy, an Amazon spokesman in Britain, declined to comment on the dispute with Hachette. Uh, We wouldn't discuss publicly our relationship with publishers, Mr Peachy said. He also refused, crucially, to discuss the strategy of disabling buy icons, offering the same reason. They go on to say that Amazon's communication office and its Seattle headquarters did not respond to repeated... Telephone calls. Yeah, I know what they mean. Repeated telephone calls. That's what I've been doing. But I did speak to Damien. I didn't record the conversation because I didn't tell Damien I was going to, but I did take some notes. And I uh, put it to Damien that authors are crucial stakeholders in Amazon. And Amazon would not be where it is today. It probably wouldn't even exist without the help, cooperation and product that authors create. And he fully accepted that. That being the case, that authors are crucial stakeholders in Amazon, Amazon surely needs to start talking to us, doesn't it? Well, we ended the conversation with Damien saying that it might be possible for the head of Amazon UK to speak to us at some point. So I've confirmed all that in an email to Damien. Um, I haven't had a reply yet from him, which um, I hope he will get round to doing. And you know what? Let's make it easy on them. I can even tell them in advance the sort of questions I want to ask. And the first one is very straightforward. Amazon typically takes more than 50% of the purchase price of the book as their margin. Uh, An author will typically take 10% or less quite often less. The author spends months or years writing the book, that's creating the product, and I would like to know exactly what it is that Amazon does that's so special that it's worth five times the amount of money that the author receives. Now, I'm not kidding myself. I know that we live in a very tough and competitive world and that retailers do take a very large slice of the eventual purchase price of any product, whether it's a book or anything else. It's a reality of life, and it gives them an enormous amount of leverage. But in Amazon's case, they appear to want more and more and more every year. Until eventually, as one publisher put it, they'll end up eating the whole darn cake. Second question. Why are you putting pressure on publishers to give you an even higher profit margin every year? And don't you know, this is exactly what Walmart does. And surely you must be aware how people feel about Walmart. Do you really want your stakeholders to start feeling the same way about you as millions of people do about Walmart? I wonder. And thirdly, and this only applies to the US company at the moment, but it may well apply in the UK too soon, print-on-demand, POD, next big thing in publishing. Why is it that Amazon.com is insisting that authors use their own company for print-on-demand and none other? And again, that smacks of monopoly. So come on, let's hear it. Come out from your Seattle headquarters. Come out from Slough. Yeah, come on, Amazon. Let's have answers to these things. You live on the internet. The internet is all about communications. It's not about being a faceless organization that hides behind its spokespeople who say, we're not going to talk about this. You have got to talk about it because you know what? If you don't talk about it, other people will talk about it and you will lose. I can guarantee you of that. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to McDonald's. Check out McLibel if you want to know how a company can really put its foot in it. Come on, Amazon. Let's hear from you. Now here's Donna with the news.
1: Thanks, Peter. Today's top story in the BBC, your queen knighted Salman Rushdie for his services to literature. I'm not sure I really understand the concept. Instead of a suit of armour, he seems to get some sort of a medal. I'm guessing maybe it's the equivalent to the Medal of Freedom here.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's the establishment largely patting itself on the back. Um, but I see also Ian McKellen got um, a further recognition, which is very well deserved. So you've got an interesting mixture, really, people who, um, who are prominent in their fields and who get uh, some recognition for what they've done. Um, and also, there's another class of um, recognition and honour, which certainly doesn't apply to either of these two people, but um, is much murkier. And that... Is people who've given money to one or other of the political parties, and guess what? They seem to get knighthoods and lordships too. What a coincidence is that?
1: There's apparently an online game called The 39 Clues. It seems to involve a mysterious family. Uh, It's going to be released by Scholastic, according to Blue Ridge Now. Well, Steven Spielberg is going to direct a movie based on it, and Scholastic is going to be doing a 10 book. Ten book series. The first book is going to be by Rick Reardon, who did one of my favorite stories, The Lightning Thief.
0: Yeah, I've been following this very closely too. Um, It's very similar to something that we're doing actually for one of uh, my clients, M.G. Harris, The Joshua Files, an ARG alternate reality game. Uh, I think this whole concept could be very big news indeed for authors operating in this kind of area.
1: I'm a little scared to even report this next story, Peter. I'm a lawyer, and I practice in Florida. I gave Brits a hard time Monday about some free speech issues, and here's one in my backyard. Worse, I worry a little about whether I'm even allowed to talk about it. It seems a lawyer posted a comment on a courthouse blog. Now, I'm not sure whether I'm even allowed to repeat this, but he did call a judge an evil, unfair witch. The Florida bar came after him and tried to take away his license to practice. He reached a settlement with the bar uh, to accept a public reprimand. Well, the Sun-Sentinel reports that the Florida Supreme Court evidently ordered both sides to explain why his comments weren't protected free speech. I have to say, this case has had me pretty upset. After all, I'm writing a book on the civil justice system, and, well, I can be a little snarky, not that anybody here has noticed, I'm definitely pulling some punches in the book because I didn't want to lose my license. So this should be a fascinating case to follow.
0: Very interesting case. Hopefully um, you'll keep up to date with this one. Um, a courthouse blog. I've never heard of a courthouse blog before. If a courthouse does have a blog, surely it's for people to express their, their views. Although, you know, if the language is insulting or perhaps libelous, then there might be grounds for proceedings on that, I suppose... Certainly some strange things do happen under American law. I remember a few years ago when my very last book uh, was being published um, by St. Martin's, actually, in New York. Um, The the amount of time that was spent by the lawyers going through it, making sure we didn't commit uh, what's called vegetable libel. In other words, libel, I think this is state law, not uh, not federal, libel people who are producing certain types of food products. I think those laws surely have been struck down as unconstitutional. But basically, we Brits and certainly we Europeans can't really hold a candle to free speech as it exists in America. It's very precious, and you should fight hard to keep it. We don't even have a written constitution here.
1: Moving to the next story, you have Richard and Judy, and we, of course, have Oprah. And we all know how much Oprah's approval can mean to a book well. She went a step further for a book called Quantum Wellness. She went on a 21-day vegan cleansing diet based on the book, and just finished it, according to Access Hollywood. Anyone interested in how that went can actually find her experience on her blog. Among other things, Oprah said the book made her more aware of the world's food problems, which is something we should all be aware of.
0: You're pushing all my buttons today, Donna. Vegan? Well, you know I've been vegan for about, I don't know, about 15, 20 years now. Um, So I think that's a bit better than 21 days. Come on,
1: Oprah, you can do it. I'll just quickly run through some more stories our listeners may want to check out on the right report. A brain scientist who had a stroke writes about her fight to get her life back. The LA Times interviews a Simon & Schuster editor about looking for the next bestseller. Two agents interview each other on, well, agiting and what they look for in making a deal. Oh,
0: agents interviewing other agents, it sounds incestuous to me. Let's, you know, we can forget too easily, really, what this whole business is about. And it's about authors writing, communicating to readers. And everyone else is just incidental. That's the important stuff.
1: A new online literary magazine launches. Quentin Tarantino gets what was originally a 600-page script down to a manageable length. The author of a book on why Obama can't win says he thinks Obama can, you know, win. A story about a blacklisted writer that resonates today. An article with five ways writers can get their lives back. One is to stay off the internet. Boy, am I screwed. A book called Underground America chronicles an oral history of those usually forgotten. Galley Cat, one of my favorite blogs, interviews Michael Ian Blake, who steps up his hilarious feud with David Sedaris. Seventy-five music books are found to violate copyrights. The Library of Congress has reproduced Thomas Jefferson's rare book collection continuing my hurricane theme, and with all the floods happening, plus its beach season, I thought our listeners might be interested in how to salvage wet books. And finally, how a hoax on booksellers turned into a best-selling book. That's all the news for today. I hope everyone has a fantastic Writing Thursday.
0: And fantastic to you, Donna. Thank you very much for the news headlines. Links to all those items can be found on Donna's blog, which is rightreport.blogspot.com. Show notes can be found on our podcast website, which is podcast.litopia.com. If all those URLs are leaving your head spinning, just go to www.litopia.com and you can find links from there through to the podcast, through to Donna's site and the whole works. And if you do um, click through... To the podcast website, click on the link at the top that says take part, because there you'll find full instructions as how you can um, actually take part in one of our podcasts, either the daily or the weekly Litopia After Dark, and indeed how you can leave us a comment for broadcast on Litopia Daily. So thanks for listening, and let's do it all again tomorrow.
1: Catch Litopia Daily five days a week from www.litopia.com.